0: Thought Bubble Audio.
1: This, this is us.
0: <laughs> this is who we are now. <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs> and
0: you said this wouldn't be a good episode.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh,
0: well, we, we did now. <sighs> it's all staying in.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to watch with
1: us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might as well turn this episode off because we're already broken. We did all it's... the hard work for you. Saved you an hour. <laughs> it's past our bedtime. It's, it's really far past our bedtime. And to be really specific, it's ten thirty. It is. <laughs> it's really challenging. Uh, it's past knitting curfew. It's all things should just stop after the knitting curfew. It's true. The thing of it is, is like at knitting curfew, your rational brain turns off and your lizard brain turns on, and nothing good can come <laughs> of that.
1: Maybe that's why the we are the way we
0: are. I think it has a lot to do with it. We've been watching too much Outlander after
1: bedtime. It's been a whole issue. <laughs> <Yes>. We're like <laughs> <laughs> broken smaller versions of who we once were.
0: <laughs> the broken shell of the podcasters we once were.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh yeah. We're working our way up for our good episode about Outlander. Yeah. In the meantime, here In we the are. Meantime,
0: we're gonna talk about some other things instead. Um, presumably that's what you're here for. So we are going I couldn't even remember what we were gonna talk about for a second there. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm here, you're here. <laughs> the Christmas tree is here. What's up? Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, so this week we are going to take it back a notch after a run of content heavy episodes and we're going to do some hate watch IRL or hate watch analog and we're going to talk about randos of Facebook and what is now randos of Instagram because Instagram decided that they haven't pissed me off enough recently and then I made Kelsey watch the Australian show that just came on Netflix last month, Cheapest Weddings. She did. I'm very excited about this. This is like a true classic hate watch. Yeah, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. So, where are we going to start? I don't know. Should we start with Cheapest Weddings? Sure, let's start with Cheapest Weddings. Kick it off there, Kelsey.
1: This kind of feels like a rando of Facebook.
0: It's actually very much like the reality show equivalent of randos of Facebook, because it's basically what happens when that like weird rando you went to high school with randomly gets married and you're clicking through their pictures and their album and you're like, is that the park in my hometown that everyone used to get stoned in? What's happening right now?
1: is this a conference space
0: or a wedding venue why is the carpet in this ballroom 20 different shades of brown are those toddlers holding guns in a halloween themed wedding i'm so confused i forgot about that one i'll never forget that one
1: (laughs) that was the kelsey rando yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was a good, good one. Through like, a few filters that came down to us. But uh-huh. it was worth it. It was so worth it.
0: <laughs> Literally jack-o'-lanterns oh, on the side of a hotel conference room carpet. And the bride was escorted by two toddlers holding toy AK-47s.
1: And no shade to people who have weddings in hotels and receptions in no. hotels. Because I've, I've been to good ones. Yes. There's also bad ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, like... I know how it is sometimes, like, that's the only venue available, and you work with what you can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These people, though, man, there was a yeah. there was a whole spectrum of working with what they had.
1: Yeah. So Cheapest Weddings feels like something that would be a 30-minute show, <laughs> but it is actually an hour-long show, so it's 44 minutes of your time on Netflix, which feels a little aggressive. But they cover a lot of ground.
0: So much ground.
1: This episode, I just watched the first one, and it highlights three couples and their budget weddings. And I've seen five episodes. And she said she'd seen 16. I thought I had seen 13,
0: (laughs) to be fair. Sure. (laughs) I
1: know how to count Netflix. (laughs) So there's the couples that were in this episode. uh, One was the most rough around the edges out of the three and had a $4,000 budget, they were getting married at a bowling club. <laughs> Which is oddly common in this show. Is it? Is that like an Australian thing? I think so. It
0: wasn't like bowling. I, they called it a bowling club, but it's it wasn't like, you know, 11 pin or whatever the fuck. I don't know how many pins are Yeah, bowling. it
1: was like outside.
0: It almost looks like bocce ball.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, there's, like, these outdoor turf courts, and then there's, like, a ballroom, I guess, inside. And a lot of olds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were special. Uh, the next couple lived on this island that was presumably kind of remote, and they were having a free wedding because everyone on the island just gave them shit for their wedding. It was buck wild. It really was. Uh, they seemed kind of normal besides that little piece. Uh, and then... The last wedding was a marriage for a visa. Yep. Basically. And they had a $2,000 budget for a backyard slash courthouse wedding. Yep. So there was a lot of material, a big range. I didn't realize the first
0: couple had a $4,000 budget.
1: Yeah, they spent it. They made some interesting choices. In yeah. Do you want to save them for last, or do you want to tackle them Yeah, now? let's
0: save them for last. Let's go with okay. the other
1: two couples first. All right, I'm going to start with normal to less normal. Okay. So free wedding was, like, normal-ish. They were, like, kind of sweet. Yeah, like, they had this outdoor ceremony planned, and then there was a tropical storm that they seemed surprised by. Yeah, I don't. apparently this
0: remote island doesn't have forecasting, because they were like, well, the raid's going to stop at 11, and then this massive tropical storm... Like, swoops in over the island. And they were like, oh man, weather's weird, huh? Like, you just miss a tropical storm.
1: <laughs> so then they moved their whole wedding into the town hall that was like, not that bad. That <laughs> no, was pretty. Like, it reminded me almost of your venue, but mm-hmm. not as nice. Yeah, agreed. And they did some good shit with it. They had a lot of floral. <laughs> they just went into people's gardens and just took their plants.
0: Yeah, everyone was like, come pick flowers from my house because apparently I have a large garden.
1: From the montage they showed us, though, it seemed like they picked a lot of their
0: flowers. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely had plenty of floral. And they had, like, these big, like, arbors made out of tree branches that were all, like, nailed together. And they had, like, moss spread around. And it was very Pinteresty. y But it was, yeah. it was lovely. I thought they did a good job. Especially because they set up... They had to move from the outdoor ceremony to the indoor on the day of the wedding. And they got the whole thing set up in about, like, four hours. Yeah. And then they finished at one o'clock and she had to
1: be um, ready for hair and makeup at two. So
0: it's, like, not
1: bad. No. And they seemed like they were happy with their choices.
0: Yeah. Everyone was so chill the whole time. And everybody on the island, like, made food for it. And everybody did all the labor and then also
1: came and partied. Yeah. And the food was adequate for the number of people they had. Like, it seemed okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's, like, your
0: jam. I imagine it was BYOB. Probably. The funniest thing to me about that wedding is, so the, as with most reality shows, the narration works really hard to try to hype the drama. So their whole shtick was that they wanted a free wedding. And that was why they were having it outside. And then they have to move to the town hall. And the narrator's like, but there goes their dream of a free wedding. Right. And then they go to the groom, and he's like, yeah, it only cost us $90, and look at how beautiful it is. It's like, we got all <laughs> of this for $90. And he's, like, really impressed with the venue. Right. right. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the thing of it is, is that that line, that voiceover got put in in post. So they could have known yeah. that they were contradicting themselves. <laughs> they could have. Not great uh, narrative structure there.
1: just some show notes for next time
0: (laughs) if I were the executive producer on Cheapest Weddings
1: (laughs) do you think that executive producer is a Dave? probably probably a much Mm.
0: cheaper like cut rate Dave a cut rate Dave (laughs) can you imagine such a thing? he's like
1: an E! News Dave (laughs) yeah yikes yikes so the second couple, uh, the most noteworthy thing was that the girl was from Argentina and someone crocheted her a dress. Yeah. And it was a lot. It looked like a beach cover up, which the, yeah. the,
0: the voiceover keeps reminding us that she's a bikini model. and An the, aspiring bikini model. Oh, I missed the aspiring part. <laughs> Yes. And they keep reinforcing this by making bikini jokes. So at one point they're mm-hmm. like, their budget is, as some may say, skimpy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a Dave. Yeah. Hella Daves. I didn't really have a lot of beef with them. They seemed fine. Yeah, They, they just seemed, seemed like they were very... They kept saying that they weren't getting the wedding they wanted, and it was kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, the point was she needed a visa, but right.
0: also, why? I mean, it's tough, right? Like, I'm sure at some point they had talked about their wedding and had started making plans, and then they started going through the bureaucracy and were like, well, fuck, visas are expensive, so never mind. Yeah. So I don't really know how you'd, like, sugarcoat that for yourself. Right. And it's interesting because the groom said it as often as the bride. So I can't tell. I can't tell. (laughs) I couldn't tell either. But overall, they seemed happy with their life and with their choices. And the one thing that was different about this wedding and the wedding on the island than most of the other weddings featured in the show is that the guests seemed to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I'm, like, playing Fantasy Wedding League or making fun of weddings on randos of Facebook, that's kind of what I'm looking for. If, like, everyone shows up and has fun, then, like, whatever. But if you're throwing a lame-ass wedding where everyone's just, like, sitting around feeling sad. Yeah. You know? It's true. I don't know. So speaking of (laughs) bad weddings. I mean, the thing of it is, is, like, weddings don't have to be expensive to be fun.
1: I guess that's the point. Right. So. Speaking of. Speaking of. (laughs) Our favorite couple in this episode with the $4,000 budget made a lot of choices. I
0: almost, like, feel bad talking about them. And I felt this the first time I watched it, too. I watched it again with Kelsey tonight. Because their story is, like, so sad. It, like, almost felt grimy to watch it as reality TV.
1: It did, but I also just had to wonder what they did to end up in that position. <laughs> oh, for
0: sure. For sure. They have this $4,000 wedding at a bowling club, and they decide to have the ceremony at a park under a tree. Mm-hmm. It's apparently like a fairly common park to get married at. And then they bought all of their decorations, and it sounded like at least the DJ was like a close friend. So I yeah. don't know if they had similar, like, handshake agreements with the caterer and the photographer. Probably. Like, their photographer did it for free or for very cheap because she was trying to build a portfolio, and I we don't ever get a backstory on the caterer except that they show up late. So right. I can only imagine. They make
1: a lot of interesting choices. <laughs> yes. Including a tan linen suit. Yeah. In a black and white
0: themed wedding. Yeah. Like the color scheme was black and white with a red carpet. Yeah. Which they insisted upon having in all of their venues, including the outdoor venue, which is outside. <laughs> Can you say your favorite line? <laughs> the breeze. So they're in <laughs> they're doing the tour of the garden <laughs> after they've signed the contract. So they're like walking around under the tree and talking about like where everything is going to be set up. And the bride is talking about how you're not allowed it's like a botanical garden right so it's like a preserved area and she's talking about how you're not allowed to have archways or confetti or carpets which she specifically calls out because they were going to have a red carpet right of course like you do so her husband's like kind of pushing back on it and she's like well we signed a contract so we can't have <laughs> we can't have the red carpet And he goes, it's a one-day opportunity. It's our wedding. They can jam it up their ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish you'd said that on your wedding day. (laughs) There's still time for me. That's true. There is still time for you to tell your
0: venue to jam it up their ass. (laughs) I just feel like that tells you everything you need to know about the karma that this couple has earned. As we move forward with their story.
1: Yeah. So it kind of goes on that they have no one to help them set up their venue. And then they seem to have, like, a shitty wedding party or at least one on the same level with their own personalities. (laughs) No one's very
0: happy. (laughs) Well, so first they're trying to decorate their venue and not a soul shows up. Like, none of their friends, none of their bridal party, whatever. And so right. they're putting, like, slipcovers and tying bows on 60 chairs and, like, doing literally all of the details in the venue. And the venue owner, Sue, her manager. She's a hero. Oh, my God. She is the saving grace of the show. She's running around trying to kick him out by four because that's when the club closes. And in the, at the same time, she's in the background being like, None of their friends came. What's their What's their wedding party doing? They usually
1: come to help. She's absolutely a huge gossip, and I love it. It's
0: hilarious, and at the same time, she's running around plugging the venue.
1: So yes, she's
0: like, oh, it's tragic, but the good news is, like, we're a good venue. <laughs> we're giving it to them for a good price, right? <laughs> And it looks great. It looks great. And then she gets plastered at the end of the wedding, and she's like, see, it's possible to have a nice wedding on a budget if you have it at the bowling club. (laughs) It's so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so there's, like, a few more mishaps along the way, but then the worst one, I think, is when they go to their reception, (laughs) and, like, no one's there. We're
0: expecting 60 people, and there's maybe, like, 10?
1: Yeah. And then... They sit down at their like very long table for the bridal party. Their huge head and, table, and they yell at everyone to come and sit with them. And then no one comes and sits with them. <laughs> it's so awkward. She has awkward. like three
0: bridesmaids. He, his best man didn't show, and her mom didn't show, and they never say anything about his family. But they had like twelve seats at the head table. I and like
1: yeah. according to my math, why, right? <laughs> Did they not send out, like, RSVP invitations? I don't know.
0: They All they said was they were expecting 60, and a fraction of that showed up. And then, so they have to do, like, iPod DJ, because their DJ didn't show. Yeah. And there's, but they, like, didn't turn it on when dinner was supposed to be there. So it's just, like, silent in the room, and then the caterer doesn't show up. So for, like, a long stretch of time everyone's just sitting there in silence with no music and no one is talking to anybody.
1: Except for Sue who's in the corner like no one's talking!
0: It's like they don't want to be here. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Sue, I think you're onto something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end they look really stoned and yeah, don't make full sentences. and like, oh boy. Yeah, the
0: bride is like, we're more than satisfied. I'm, I'm sure like, are you are. You
1: She was mean. She was not nice. She was
0: very mean. She somehow manages to make herself an hour late, and in that time, her bridesmaids are still getting ready, which, like, baffles me in a hundred different ways. (laughs) And she's, like, running around the kitchen chain-smoking and yelling at her bridesmaid for getting ready.
1: Right. And then she doesn't remember her shoes, and she's like, well, I figured one of you would take them.
0: (laughs) Like, we were halfway down the highway, and I asked the girls, do you have my shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you have your shoes? Right. I had, like, a checklist. I knew where all my shit was. You did. Until we got to the barn, and then I lost everything. But that's fine. That's how that's supposed to work. You
1: did a good job. You had everything together, mostly. I I just kept everything in the dressing room
0: and just kept forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah, as happened.
1: I don't think your wedding fell into this no. same category. I will say
0: watching this show like made me marvel at how my wedding went. And like I'm not saying that having a budget wedding automatically makes you not great at planning. I think there's something about the particular individuals on the show that made them really bad at planning. But I was just like, hot oh, damn, how did I have a wedding at all? Because this is apparently what weddings are like. Right. I don't but know. But even the
1: sh- this episode at least showed, like, the difference between people who just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And had a decent wedding. That's true. That's true. Because the other two weddings, who like, had their mishaps but otherwise went well. Right. It's a personality problem. I think so. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's very true. But it was a... Fascinating trip.
0: Some other things to look forward to if you decide to continue watching this show. Um, there's a pinup model who wears the most brazen attire. It's not a dress exactly. Oh, no, no. To her, like, registry office for their ceremony. There's a venue that comes pre-decorated with, like, four different rooms.
1: No, so the floral
0: and the themed rooms and everything are just set up at all times, and you come in and rent the venue. And that no. one is complete with a sword fight in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> which, like, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> I
1: was just thinking about Outlander when you said sword fight. <laughs> I was like, does it come with a Jamie? <laughs> That's what they thought they were going for.
0: oh wait no that's not true they um their whole theme was vikings so different oh different different sword fighting
1: same but different no kilts
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah there's there's just lots to look forward to here
1: it sounds like it
0: it's decent knitting tv i did i thrummed half of a mitten while watching Uh it since that's a metric that matters to many of you out there it should Yes, it's like a very true classic hate watch. Yeah, it was great. It was right up our alley. It was right up our alley. It's randos of Facebook in television form. Right. That was a really nice
1: transition. Thank you. (laughs) I do what I can. (laughs) Oh, boy. So this second segment (laughs) that we're moving into. (laughs) It's now time to talk about the B segment. (laughs) Oh, the boy. title of it is <laughs> um so this is based on a slack channel that we have <laughs> called brandos of facebook you guys love
0: it when we make content out of our slack channel i know you do
1: <laughs> we have at least 17 that we haven't made episodes about yet yeah, so. so we've got
0: time including one we just made today you'll hear about it don't worry it's so
1: good <laughs> <laughs> it brings me so much joy uh,
0: we're broken The GIF he bought for it was not safe for work either. Nope. Nope. But that'll happen. It's Outlander related, just to be really clear after that. That. (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey.
1: My bad. (laughs) It's just Outlander. It's just Outlander. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're so broken. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. So the Slack channel, Randos and Facebook. Was inspired. It's a thing. It was inspired by me going through my Facebook feed. I know this is a thing you all experience, but this is just how this particular one happened. And seeing things from people I didn't know that just felt really bonkers. Because I don't know these people, so I have no context for it. So sometimes things pop up and I'm like, wow, that's batshit. And you just said it all over Facebook. <laughs> and thus it goes... Okay anonymously
1: into the randos of Facebook Slack channel. I think Kiersey is a very diverse <laughs> group of, like, tertiary Facebook friends. I have some pretty lit content. Yeah, she just gets a lot of different demos. <laughs> and it's amazing. My favorite is
0: in... Wow, that was a weird um. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Im... <laughs> Ugh. I blame season two of Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. We all knew that was coming. Um, is that a spoiler? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything is a spoiler. I almost everything is, this, this is, is a note. <laughs> but I almost... spoiler conversation because you need some reinforcement of boundaries around the definition of spoiler i do not you
1: do indeed i (laughs) know everything is a spoiler until i've seen it Uh yeah my co-host here thinks episode descriptions are a spoiler they are only meant to be read the one episode before okay so, if I get them on season three and I'm ending season one, it's a spoiler. It's not a spoiler without context. It is. I learned Speaking things. Speaking of
0: context, that's why randos <sighs> of Facebook are difficult. Right. No, you're right. Because we don't have any for why these people say the things they do. And then it no. just feels really shocking. And the thing of it for me is that, like, I purposely have a really small. Uh, social media sphere. Um, mm-hmm. I used to have a rule that I could only have 75 friends on Facebook at a time. Which <laughs> became impossible to enforce after a certain point. You're so popular. Yeah, so popular. <laughs> Just have to keep it elite. Um, but yeah, like, I purposefully don't follow people if I don't want to see what they are posting. i only, I only have those in my networks who I actually care about what they're posting. Right. So then when Facebook decided that the best thing to do was to show you anything anyone posts, as long as someone you may or may not know has liked it, I was like, well, there's no longer any meaning to anything. Yeah. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. And so you want to know what happened after that, is as of what like happened? last week, they were like, what if we did this on Instagram? <laughs>
1: That's been a disaster. Oh my god. So, I have a lot of beef about Instagram. I've just accepted Facebook because it's been like 10 years of this. Yeah, there's no escaping randoms of Facebook anymore. No. But on Instagram, it's like they've nestled them in between like where you left off on your page. So at first it was like, here's, uh, we're just letting you know where you left off. I'm like, that's a nice benefit. And now it's like, we're putting ads in that spot. It's like, well, that's no longer a nice benefit. And they're very sneaky because they're just putting in, it's very like the same as Facebook. It's just things that your friends have liked. And the way that things show up on your feed, you immediately see which of your friends like to post first. Yep. So it, Kind of, like, I scroll past some of them before I even realize that they're people I don't follow. And then I'm like, I didn't know what this was.
0: And because it's still so new, I haven't, like, gotten savvy. So I'm starting to get better at recognizing them when they pop up. But it's taken me several days, and I still get duped. Where I start to like something, I'm like, well, this doesn't feel familiar. Like, the aesthetic doesn't
1: feel familiar, but I guess it's okay. Well, and then the... Like double-edged sword of this is that you have to be more aware of what you're liking, too. Yep. Because you know that it's going to end up in other people's feeds. Which is already my least favorite thing about Twitter.
0: Yeah. Because I don't... My Twitter is like a dumpster fire and I basically don't use it. I just like like other people's stuff. Mainly mine. Mainly Kelsey's. (laughs) And then that (laughs) means That's not true. (laughs) And then that means that I'm just cluttering everybody else's feed with like me, like liking random shit with reckless abandon. Because that's the other thing is I'm a high volume liker. Because yeah, I don't
1: give a fuck. Well, it's not like Twitter publishes every time you like something. It's just if you liked a certain number of posts, it'll like sometimes serve up something. Right. But it's
0: I feel like half of my. Know like, timeline or whatever it's called on Twitter is things other people have liked as opposed to things people have retweeted.
1: Really? Yeah. I never use Twitter native, so mm-hmm. it's, like, hard for me to... Gotcha. I do sometimes, but not frequently. It's yeah. usually TweetDeck, so it's a little different. Gotcha. But I know what you mean. And now I'm like, I've seen some weird stuff <laughs> on my Instagram that's, like, people I work with have liked this picture, and I'm like, oh, no, and, like, I don't have any context, obviously, right. so I'm like, wait, do you know this person, or is this just what's happening, like, what? Well, that feels like an invasion of privacy, because at least on Facebook, when
0: you're seeing what other people are liking, it's usually random people's life events or random people's statuses, and so sure. you can understand that, but content on Instagram is different, mm-hmm. and so it just feels really personal.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> I also don't like that they're putting previews of Instagram stories in the feed. What? Well, like you can see there's usually like a carousel of like three or four little thumbnails of what the Instagram story is. I so I'm don't like want if it's that. a one photo story, why am I going to watch it if I already saw it like slightly blurred out. <laughs> like I know it's of your kid. Right. That's that's fine. I get it. <laughs> like I don't even look
0: at any Instagram stories. Like, that's not a feature I, I ever use. I had to.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> we live different lives in that sense. Yeah. I tried not to, and I had to.
0: It's not Outlander related, we promise.
1: It's not. It's just my life.
0: <laughs> it, and it's, like, it's tough, because now I've had a sudden increase of, like, inspirational posts and weird lifestyle bloggers... And again, like, not to yuck anybody's yum, that's just not mine. Yeah. So if you like inspirational stuff and you like random lifestyle bloggers and whatever, like, go do it and go follow them to your heart's content. But, like, I don't follow them on purpose.
1: Yeah, it does seem like if you search for something, it's now going to be, like, served up to you a little bit more. Yeah. So when I say, like, go look at my knit hat that's on this person's fiction thing, and now you're, like, looking at that, and then you're trapped in that circle forever.
0: How close do you think Instagram is at this point to having as fucked an algorithm as Pinterest?
1: Uh It feels pretty close.
0: I'm still getting served, like, fall floral ideas from the Fantasy Wedding League we did a year and a half ago.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's never gonna go away. Never gonna go away. I've learned a lot since then. (laughs) Not about fantasy wedding league, but about, like, (laughs) Pinterest tracking you in general. Uh Sometimes I, like, go on incognito just because I don't want the ads tracking me. Oh, that's smart. You know.
0: Maybe that's the real lesson of ranges of Facebook.
1: It might be, because, like, my friend had a baby a couple months ago, and she sent me this picture of this dress or something that she wanted to buy her daughter, and I opened it up to look at it, and I got retargeted (laughs) by whatever the Hallmark baby clothing brand is. Oh my god, is that a thing? Yeah. And I got retargeted for months. (laughs) No. And I now do any baby gifting on Incognito, (laughs) and it works wonderfully. (laughs)
0: So the lesson here is block everybody and only click links on incognito.
1: Right, right. It's terrible. The other thing that I really like going back to Facebook, though. Yes, is a Facebook. And I know this is probably like another segment for another time, but why not? Why not? Is that I get a lot of local content. Yes,
0: Kelsey's local content is so much better than mine. It's so fun. She found the source of all townies.
1: Yeah, so I live in the same town I grew up in. We have a Facebook group, as many towns do. Ours is so wild for no real reason. It's the most lit shit I have ever seen,
0: and I'm on three different Front Porch forums.
1: And it's, like, a very average town. There's nothing special about it. There town. really
0: is nothing special except the content. Like, it's I imagine that your town is inhabited by everybody from Pawnee. It's like that level of random, inexplicable crazy.
1: Right. Like, so today, someone posted that their friend had rescued a cow from being slaughtered. His name was Merlin. And he's a love bug. But she's allergic to him and needs to rehome him. To some place that will not kill him for meat. (laughs) Any recommendations?
0: How do you rehome a cow?
1: (laughs) A rescued cow named Merlin. We're also
0: not talking about, like, farm country. Like, these people are nowhere near suitable habitat for cows.
1: Yeah, we have, like, very few, like, agricultural lands.
0: (laughs) I feel like a lot of my randos to Facebook of late have been... Either about, like, fitness or finding happiness.
1: Yeah. You've had some good countdowns. Yeah. (laughs) There are... Count ups? I don't know what they are. There's a window
0: of Facebook who um, has been tracking for about 60 some odd days things that make her smile. Which is, like, fine, except I don't know this person. And so it just keeps showing up in my feed. And I'm like, I'm so glad you have so many reasons to smile. (laughs) I am not one of them. Yeah. (laughs) you're not not as far as i know unless they just really get off to facebook's algorithm which like who knows it's just not great i also get a lot of so i have a certain demographic uh or maybe demographic is the wrong word i have a certain uh group of individuals that i'm friends with on facebook uh who have networks of friends who've made a lot of life choices in their time shall we say
1: Mm -hmm. so i also
0: have like a subset of my ranges of facebook that are statuses of people yelling about uh various ex-spouses and like custody battles with their kids (laughs) (laughs) and like random things like that where i'm like i definitely don't think i should be seeing that
1: no. No, that's not for me. But like, also, that's not content for Facebook.
0: <laughs> that's not content for Facebook, which I think is, like, the real lesson of randos of Facebook. Like, um, there's a couple of people who don't know each other who I'm friends with on Facebook who've both been going through a similar personal problem and have both been posting about it on Facebook, which is just interesting for me as a bystander. Yeah. Um, that they're, like, both posting about this personal life event the same way. I was talking to someone about it, because this thing is, like, very personal, and I was like... The thing about Facebook is you're friends with your former boss and like that weird person you met at a party in college seven years ago, and then each of those people like your very heartfelt status about this extremely intimate personal problem you're having, and now I'm seeing it, and your Kelsey's seeing it, <laughs> like right, right, like now forty five different people know what's happening like with your body. Is that really what you wanted?
1: (laughs) Right. I don't know. It is weird. But then there's also (laughs) little nuggets of just things I didn't know about. Like, when you shared that there were, like, it was a, like, some sort of magazine from the South. yes! So... And uh, they highlight, like, debutante of the week.
0: I didn't know that debutantes were still a thing. No! Other than, like, in theory. And... I learned through randos of Facebook that not only are they a thing, but like debutante balls are still a thing. And there's a magazine that I'm sure there's more than one, but there's this one hometown magazine um, that I got these from that features like a debutante of the week. And it says like their full name, like first, middle, last name, who they're the daughters of. Where they go to school, their majors, what their gowns were made out of, what sorority they're in. Like, it's just this side of publishing their social security number. <laughs> right. And also I spent with a so little much bit time of, like, on say there. yes to the dress. Right. I've spent a lot of time on, on this. I
1: know. <laughs> that was wild.
0: Yeah. Which I guess in a way is interesting, because... Which you know, this is supposed to be like the the point in Facebook's mind that exposes you to content you wouldn't have seen. So I guess otherwise I wouldn't know if the debutants <laughs> were a thing.
1: Thanks, Zuck. Thanks, Zuck.
0: But then I also yeah. learn uncomfortable things about like coworkers. Because yep. they get tagged and stuff or they like you know, other people's weird memes. And I'm like, I didn't
1: really want to know that about you. Facebook just feels like, for some reason, some people think they can overshare there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It makes me constantly worried about what what randos of Facebook I'm putting out there. Like, every time I like something, there's this little thing in the back of my head that's like, how many people is this going to be a rando of Facebook for? And that, Uh that impacts whether or not I
1: like it yeah and I've pretty much stopped engaging in like most activity on Facebook yeah. besides messenger, I guess, but like I rarely like things if I do, it's usually like your mom's content yeah. literally not a joke yeah um or yours, but I just don't like that it publishes that, and now I'm worried that Instagram's now publishing all the mm-hmm. weird shit I like on Instagram not that I like weird shit, but It's still, like, my stuff. it's still personal. Like, the whole point of liking versus, like, a
0: share or a retweet or whatever is that it's just for you. Yeah. Like, when you hit like, now it's in, like, a little special place on the Instagram
1: for just you. It's not meant to be a public action. It's meant to be, like, a nod to someone to be like, oh, I liked this thing you posted. Right. And... I mean, I guess there's a whole thing to be said about plenty of
0: people make this criticism. If you're going to do anything on the internet, you should just expect that it's all public. Sure. But I feel like it's not wrong to have a little piece of social media interaction that's at least got, like, a veil of privacy.
1: Yeah, because otherwise I would just be sharing it and saying, look at this picture that someone took. I think it's cool. <laughs>
0: It's also impacting how much I want to engage, which you've already said. But, like, I was scrolling through and I saw this post of pottery. Um, You actually liked it. And it was, like, these little – it was two stacks of pottery mugs that were, like, gray and freckled. And one side had a gold bottom and one side had, like, a pistachio green bottom.
1: They're real cute. I'm trying to get in a competitive Etsy sale to get them. They're precious. But I thought it came from, like, the Etsy proper channel which I follow so I
0: liked it and then I just had this like eerie feeling about it so I scrolled back up and it was a rando and yep I guess it's good exposure for them and I shouldn't have taken away the like out of spite but I don't follow them and I don't want to like their random shit just so that
1: it gets on my page Well, that's my problem. Like, I followed one person who I know who makes pottery. (laughs) And then I got, like, 17 other pottery makers. And, like, I can't tell their shit apart that well. No. And so I did actually really like this one, and I followed them. But I'm now getting more and more and more. And I'm like, stop. I just, I think two pottery makers is more than enough. More than enough. Instagram.
0: the other point of creating a feed and, like, following some people and not others is to curate. The content that you're exposed to as opposed to going on to pinterest and just like being bombarded by whatever the fuck because pinterest doesn't care what you look at like there's right. plenty of places on the internet where you can go to have content thrown at you that you didn't ask for so why are you coming into my safe space instagram and trying to show like throw shit at me that i didn't ask for because they don't want us to be happy
1: nobody wants us to be happy Do you know how unhappy they want me to be? I can't even find an ad right now on my feed. Oh, yeah, I can. (laughs) Recommended for me a rando lifestyle blogger. And another one. And a pottery maker. Shocker. I do follow a couple
0: of. um, I follow exactly two uh, bridal Instagrams one is Uh the shop where I bought my dress, and the other is the designer of my dress. And so that, like, does concern me. The last thing I need is more wedding content. (laughs) You're like, I left that behind. I left that behind. That time in my life is over. Ugh, yeah. It's like a rite of passage that you shouldn't have to look at wedding content after you've already paid for the damn thing. Right.
1: But there is something (laughs) really gratifying about unfollowing people, especially on... Instagram, I felt like, where it's so, like, takes up your whole phone screen. Yeah, it does. And I unfollowed someone today who sucks at, like, everything about Instagram. Mainly imagery. Yikes. So, the point of the platform. (laughs) Yeah. And I unfollowed them and I felt so free. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, a couple months ago I unfollowed, like, my old, like, workbook. Accounts. Uh-huh. I was like, "This is so nice." Even though I built them from scratch, <laughs> I was like, "This is sad." I'm like, but no, nope, I don't want it. See, I, I used to feel it. that way. This is going to sound terrible, and I
0: understand this, but it's fine. Um, I used to feel that way about defriending people on Facebook, but now because of randos of Facebook, I I feel nothing when I like. If I do go through and defriend people, I feel like it doesn't make an impact on me anymore because there's still just as much shit in my feed.
1: Well, and, like, there's a lot of people from high school who I'm not Facebook friends with, but by proxy, because of their friends, I learn about all their, like, news anyway, so I find out, like, who's married to what, like, other rando and see all their weird couple's pictures with their dog, and it's, like, fine, I get plenty of that content. Right.
0: It's almost like we should do away with like Facebook friends and just have like an open marketplace of Facebook content and it's like every man for himself. (laughs) It's the Hunger Games. Is that what you want, Zuck? You want the Facebook Hunger Games? Well,
1: Zuck wants to now take back like old Facebook. Cool. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't, but it sounds great. Sounds like a a a wonderful idea. We should do it. Good job, Zuck. He's, He's devaluing like any publisher content in your feed and supposedly just bringing back, like, babies and puppies and birthdays. I'll eat my hat if that's true. But also, like, that shit
0: is already all over my feed. Right. Well, it's, like, triple on my feed because of randos of Facebook. Mm -hmm. I not only see the puppies and babies and weddings of people I know, but I see the puppies and babies and weddings of everybody on the face of this earth. Right. I know what every single one of your weddings looked like,
1: guys. Everyone. You can't hide from me.
0: (laughs) I'm the queen of randomness of Facebook.
1: (laughs) Oh, engagement
0: season was really aggressive, too. It was. (laughs) Baptism season has been really aggressive. Like, baby Mm. season in general. Oh, boy. I haven't gotten that. I've seen so many people's, like, birth photos. I'm sorry, What? Yeah, so this is, I'm sure you're aware that this is, like, a trend right now, is, like, hiring a photographer to be there when you give birth.
1: Yeah, I remember talking about it when we went to get yarn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My mom was traumatized by the concept.
0: Yeah, so this is a thing that people do, and I can, it's not something that, like, I would probably do, but... I can see why for someone it would be important to do it. Why? Why? Because it's like a moment in your life and people like having pictures. I don't know. But it's not a... F- don't yuck someone's yum. If they want pictures of their vagina, then like, fine. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: I don't want to see them. No, that's personal. That's the thing
0: is like all of the birth photos I've seen, like the the only people... I only know like two people that I am directly friends with on Facebook who've had babies. Everybody else whose babies I've seen on Facebook are not people I know. <laughs> so seeing their birth photos was a little bit like, hi. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> I think what you should start doing is, like, engaging on every single piece <laughs> of content that you get that's not someone you know.
0: It's funny because a couple times, I like, not paying attention, I've been scrolling through and have, like, almost liked something. Because, you know, what Facebook does is it has, like... The name of whoever liked the content above the content
1: so yeah sometimes
0: if I'm not paying attention I'll see like the you know the name of one of my close friends and that's you know if you're someone I like it's like an automatic engagement mm-hmm. um so I've had that happen a couple times and when I've either had to unlike it or I've caught myself about to hit the button I've been like what would it be like for this person to see my <laughs> name <laughs> like who the hell is this person Right. And I've had that thought before. Like, what if I just started being like, congratulations? (laughs) (laughs) I really like that angle. (laughs) Like, that, oh, man, this would be a really fun comic, right? You get a vigilante superhero who creates, like, a catfish Facebook account. Except instead of actually catfishing people, they just use Randos of Facebook to teach other people about internet safety. Ooh, I love that. By engaging on their random photos. So like they go through and they do the engagement and then they can send a private message and be like, You don't recognize
1: me. Here's how to protect yourself from people like me in the future. Ooh, you said you're on vacation and this is your personal address. <laughs> Yep. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Randle, randos are special. Randos are really special. We've learned a lot from them. We hope you have, too. If you, <laughs> if you don't know much about protecting yourself on social media, do a Google. Yeah. Do yourself the Google and see what you can change in your privacy settings to keep from getting on the randos of Facebook algorithm. She can't really protect We can't yourself. help you with Instagram because... We're all there. Instagram's a dumpster fire. Yeah, you can't protect yourself from randos of Facebook either. Like I have my privacy settings like as basically as tight as they go, and you can't not no. You can't not be exposed to it. But no. you can do a Google and remind yourself of what you should and shouldn't be posting if you want to stay safe on the internet.
1: <laughs> Seatbelt officer <laughs> is now graduated. <laughs> I wear many hats. On this
0: podcast. (laughs) Sometimes it's about the dicks. Sometimes it's about the (laughs) seatbelts. At the end of the day, I just want you to be happy and safe. (laughs) I'm
1: so glad. (laughs) Oh, yay, yay. Oh, man. All right, we're going to go before we ruin this
0: episode yeah, let's wrap this one up if you have any thoughts or feelings about anything we talked about you have uh rando of facebook stories that are funny but not mean you can send those to us on twitter at hate watch with us or by email hate with us at gmail.com you can find our website hate with us.com where we've got a bunch of our random content and we are also part of the thought bubble audio network you can find those guys over at thought bubble audio.com They've got podcasts. You can find them. They're all really fun nerds. We like them. Listen to them. You just did all the hard work. Also, rate and review us anywhere you find podcasts, particularly iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, because it's not iTunes anymore. Yeah, that would be swell. Yeah, do that. We like it when you do that.
1: If you want to talk about Outlander, hit us up (laughs) personally. We'll be sharing our home addresses on Facebook, (laughs) and you'll get them in your feeds by the magic of the (laughs) Zuck. The Zuck will
0: send us through the stones at Craigna Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and we can all just hang out. Right. It'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. All right well, well, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.
1: Bye. How did you know I'd put my Christmas tree away?
0: <laughs> because you sent me a snap when you put away the Christmas oh. tree. <laughs>
1: I was like, "Is my house bugged? Are you here?" No,
0: my my telekinetic powers.
1: Um, uh, we have yeah. that.
0: I was gonna try to say something about connect, like my telekinetic connection to your house, and it just it wasn't gonna work that way.
1: You use the force?
0: Yeah. We're I'm matched in the force with your fake Christmas tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My fake Christmas tree is Kragnadoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The veil of time is thinner there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for certain yeah. certain people on certain days, I could tell the location <laughs> of your Christmas tree. It's like the Hallmark special. (laughs) Wow, so many things just like converged into one very strange (laughs) fanfiction.
1: That is our brand.